Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back to the Ogre and the Ass podcast. You are now entering the swamp. Alrighty. Well, today, so we have Justice here with us. Justice, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, dude, we're so excited to have you. Heard a lot about you through our mutual friend, Harley. And shout out to Harley, by the way. Shout out to you. Definitely appreciate you. And Eric, I'm afraid to ask how you're doing today, man. I'm always doing fan freaking tastic. <laughs> I, was gonna say I don't know if that's else. like a good thing to wait. <laughs> Come on, man. Kids could be listening to exactly. this. Exactly. <laughs> well, Justice, like I said, man, we really appreciate having you on the show with us today. Uh, really, like, we feel like complete amateurs. Like, we were, there was a part of us that was really uh, a little scared bringing you on because it's like, oh, he's going to see our setup. He's going to know that we're not good at what we do. Keeping <laughs> <laughs> up with the Joneses. <laughs> yeah, right. right. No, so we're really excited to hear about that and dive a little more into it. And just before we get any further, to anyone listening on any of our platforms, please hit the like and subscribe button or hit the follow button. We really do appreciate that. Oh, we're those people now, huh? What? You got you to do it a little <laughs> bit. Hey, people need to be reminded from time to time. You ain't going to hit it themselves. Fair <laughs> yes, they will. But <laughs> all righty. So, Justice, going into this a little bit, uh, really, I don't even know a whole lot of behind exactly the company you work for, but I just know like how much you were hyped up to me, your resume, uh, getting into this. So, first off, who do you work for and what exactly do you do? Um, so currently I work for a company called Hoonigan Racing Division, uh, which is owned by a guy named Ken Block. He's a, a, or one of the original founders of DC Shoes. And so that's how oh, wow. a lot of people know him. Is he? Uh, yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I remember shoes. the Howders, they always wore DC yeah. Shoes. Yeah, Dang, DC okay. Shoes. So, uh, I mean, after DC, then he got into rally racing, which is um, just taking cars and going 100 miles per hour down a dirt road in the forest and trying not to wrap yourself around a tree, basically. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the content manager there, which just means that I take a lot of the content that is filmed. Um, we hired a lot of filmers, and sometimes I do film things um, here and there, but mostly what I do is take the content and then create the edits and things like that. So um, mainly what I like, the platforms that they go onto are YouTube. So we have a big presence on YouTube. And then we also obviously take care of uh, Instagram. We're starting to kind of dive into like looking at TikTok and things like that. So uh, Facebook. Yeah. So all those uh, like 50 or probably uh, 75 to 80% of the edits that go out are things that I've created. So we do have other people that edit things like we hire out like outsource different things. Like yeah. That, but um, generally, it's all in-house. So. Okay, so how did you get close to someone like Ken Block to where he trusted you with his videography? Um, I actually didn't meet Ken until after I was hired. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but what I did start, so, I mean, I started filming when I was 12. So I started, you know, cruising around with a little, it was like the very first um, digital camera from Sony. <laughs> I, I don't know if it actually oh, was. It like was it one of those, it, like, flip cameras or something? Yeah, or? well, it was around that time, even before that, they had... Um, <laughs> Dude, it was terrible. <laughs> Before flip, that is yeah, bad. Yeah, Showing your age there. Yeah. Anyway, so we, it was a. Uh, it's called a power shot. Okay. Or it might have been Canon. I think it was Canon actually. Canon power shot. Yeah. And so it filmed at 480p. You know, high def. <laughs> 480p. Yeah. So like we can like almost count the pixels off the page. Yeah, and uh, I mean that was at the at that time. This was probably a year after YouTube started. And yeah. so it was starting to get gained popularity. They were like talking about YouTube on um, on the news and stuff. They were having like news articles and, or what are they? Ch news articles, oh. but whatever they call oh, them. Yeah. Segments about oh, YouTube. Okay. And so I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll post stuff there. And so I filmed skateboarding with all my friends and creating some content like that. And just over the years, you know, it kind of turned into this. 
Wait, so did you get to where you are today without a degree? Yeah, I don't have a degree. Holy cow. So you just had so yeah. much like good content out there. Someone saw you, he's like, this guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't know if it's good content, but somebody liked it. So. <laughs> if, hey, if you're working with big names like yeah. that. like right. I, Repetition. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it really started, I mean, after high school, I did go to college for a year, dropped out, went on a mission, came back, went to college for one class, dropped out again. <laughs> <laughs> dropped out again. <laughs> so, you probably went into the, it was like after your mission, just like, I'm going to, I'm going to tackle this. I'm yeah, going to get I'm into this. Take ins, and now I was just like, nope, I can't do it. Screw it. <laughs> I tried twice, whatever. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, I, I felt like I was learning things I'd already learned. And I think there's a lot that I could have learned if I'd stayed in college when I've gotten to the end, but I just didn't want to wait for two or three years to get to that point. Right. So, um, anyway, so then I, at that point, I didn't have, I was working at a, a leather company. I was sewing, what is it, like leather, like journals. Oh, were you working in a Chinese sweatshop? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like my hands would, would bleed by the end of oh the day. My because oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I was making like nine bucks an hour and just like, so like at the time it was, it was nothing for me, you know? So, yeah. but I wanted to do something with that. So I started, I borrowed a camera from a friend, started filming football games on the side. Um, Cause I would film skateboarding, but there's no money in skateboarding. Not, at least not here in Utah. So, yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I got to figure something out. So I made like 50 bucks a game, a high school football game, oh, okay. which was such a lot. Like you'd film for four hours and make 50 bucks. It was just like, <laughs> it's better than yeah. $9 an hour. <laughs> I got it. And so um, after that, uh, I got my first gig at this uh, real estate investment place as a full-time thing. Worked there for uh, two or three years and then was laid off with the entire marketing team. Like let us all go. And when that happened, um, I was dating my, my now wife, but she was my fiance at the time. I was like, Babe, I just lost my job. Oh shoot, man! <laughs> yeah, and she was like, she was freaking out, but I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just see what I like, gonna try it out this next week and see if I can make more money in a week than I did before. And that week, I made like 500 bucks, and normally I'd make like 300. So I was like, rock on! Dang. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I was trying. Dude, at the time I was driving this beat up little Civic that dents all over, spray paint flames on it. Right. I was like living that life. So and, you uh, knew when justice was coming around, you could hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that spray paint, you could probably smell it too. Yeah. And um yeah, so I just kinda went for it at that point and um I was lucky enough that my wife my wife's really smart, she's got a master's degree as a teacher, so um, she was making decent money and then I was able to just kind of push for it and I made pretty decent money just uh, by after being let go from them, they almost immediately uh, hired me to do freelance, which I made more money than I was. And I was like, okay, they just great. probably didn't have to pay for like benefits and stuff. Exactly. Right. Gotcha. And um, yeah, after that, I just started, you know, I would do things like real estate because that's what I knew how to do. But then I was pushing on this side for my, like you see my portfolio, it's almost strictly like automotive stuff. And I started, I started filming automotive stuff and motorcycles and things like that, trying to get into these extreme sports genres. Um, and over time, like I, I was freelance for a long time uh, until the point that we realized we were gonna have a baby, we were pregnant. And I was like, crap, like, I don't want you, like, I wanted her to be at home and she wanted to be at home with our, our baby. And I was like, I got to figure something out. So I took a full-time gig at Purple as their assistant editor. And over the next 
purple mattresses. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And in case no one knows what purple is, I have at the color purple. I work. Yeah, you work yeah. for the color. That's pretty big. That's a big name, yeah. right? Good movie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's what I thought when you said purple. Anyway, yeah. it's color purple. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. So I, I had benefits. I worked over the next year and a half. Um, got well. I worked there for two years, but after a year and a half, I was uh, promoted to lead editor over there. And then I uh, worked there for another six months and then got this job over at Hoonigan Racing Division. So, And um, that came about because of my portfolio. So even though my professional career, I haven't been paid a lot for automotive stuff, my portfolio showed that I knew how to film it and that I liked it. Like I had a lot of passion for it. And um, a buddy of mine was, uh, he sent my name over to this these guys and we got connected. And one of their interview questions was like, oh, sorry. One of the interview questions was, uh, it's one strike. Have you ever been? <laughs> Get the hell out of my small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the questions was, have you ever been on fire in a car? <laughs> <laughs> have you like, really been there? Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, are you willing to stand in front of a car and face imminent danger and stuff like that? I was like, these are my interview questions over the email. I was like, cool, let's do it. You know? <laughs> so was this like what you do on any application? Like, are you uh, like, are you willing to go above and beyond? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then you get there and you show up five minutes late every day. And all. <laughs> so. Wow, so they were asking you like life-threatening questions. Yeah, um, because uh, we film kind of this crazy automotive stuff and we do it in a way that, uh, I mean, shows the action, right? So yeah. So have you ever been put in danger before? I mean, put myself in danger for sure. You Tell know, us ha- hang out of cars. I have I've, I've gimbals, you know, that old stuff. I've dropped gimbals out of cars and broke those or, you know, hang off the back of a tailgate to try to get a shot really close uh, and hit a bump and you almost damn. fall out and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so what, like, what would you say is the scariest thing you've ever done? Film wise? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I don't know. You don't think of it as scary. It's, it's just, just part of the job. Yeah. You can just <laughs> accept it. I don't know. But probably, probably one of the times that I was hanging out of the window, you know, and like you, you're not strapped in at all, but you're sitting on top of the windowsill trying to get a shot. And, um, yeah, I've, I feel like looking back, that's probably dangerous. There was a time though, I worked for a company called 8080 um, and just doing freelance for them. And they, what they do is give away cars over in Bluffdale and they're, they've gotten really big. And so they, it's, you, it's one of those companies that you buy a t-shirt every $5 you spend, gets an entry into the car, blah, blah. Anyway, but uh, we, me and the, one of the filmers there, we were driving around in the car to go film because we would take the car out and f- put it in a location and film it and make it look all pretty. And the cops in the area knew who we were because, you know, there's just... They probably so get big. calls about you guys all the time. Yeah. And so um, one of them was, a, he was a cool dude. He he pulled us over and then uh, he challenged us to a race. So we were going 120 down the road with him. <laughs> we're just filming it. <laughs> yeah. Funny so. story. Kind of thinking about that. That takes me back a little bit. Back when I was living in Modesto, California come to a, a stoplight and I look over and there's a cop staring at me and he's just smiling. Now in the time I'm in my, cause I was young. I was like in my mother's Toyota Highlander. Uh-huh. So I ain't burning I rubber and shit, <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm not burning rubber on anything on a Toyota Highlander, but he just kind of looks at me and he smiles. I'm like, 
he's not. No way. He's not giving me the, the go ahead. <laughs> and, he is, and it's like green light. And so he goes and I just try to keep up with him. He goes faster. So I try to keep up with him. Like, okay, as long as I'm going as fast as the cop, I'm not going to get pulled over. <laughs> it's like, he's not trying to trap me, is he? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're going down a road where the speed limit was 35. This cop and I hit almost 70 down this road. I kid you not. Yeah. I don't know what he saw in me to be like that one. <laughs> that, that guy in that Toyota handles. Maybe he was having a bad day. So he wanted an easy W. <laughs> so he saw the Highlander and he's like, yeah, I cannot run that. It'll be funny. Though, if you actually beat him and then he pulls you over and he says, I almost had you. The Fast and the Furious meme, I almost had you. <laughs> no, we don't. Let's not get into Fast and Furious memes. I've, I've had enough of those the last two weeks. No, but yeah, that was, yeah, that's so, but that's really cool though. So, uh, you building up your portfolio got you to where you are today. Of course, you became yeah. super well known in your area. Um, at least, I guess I would guess you say in that industry, at least. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'm super well known yet, but. Um, I've definitely got to the point where I've been able to get a cool job. So. Well, what I'll say is like, we've had people on here before who had, uh, well, where the police knew them, but it wasn't for good reasons, <laughs> but police know you and it's for yeah, good reasons. Yeah, so yeah. we'll take that. You're signs of the law there. <laughs> <laughs> Both doing sometimes maybe illegal things. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so this all, but really what this stemmed from is that you have a passion for cars. Is that yeah, right? Totally. Yeah. Cars, motorcycles, pretty much anything with an engine. If we can go fast in it, let's do it. That's your thing. Yeah. So, and you told me before we started doing this that you're building a car right now. Is that right? What yeah. are you building? I got to ask. It's a, uh, do you know what a Datsun 240Z is? No. Either of you? <laughs> I've heard of the Datsun, no. but I've never. Datsun, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you've seen the Nissan 370Z. Yes. Yeah. So, before Nissan, um, at least here in America, when Nissan wanted to come to America, they, they wanted to do it inconspicuously, right? And mm -hmm. so they te they had a test brand named Datsun, and they wanted to throw some cars to see what they would do in the American uh, in the American uh, economy. And the 240Z freaking killed it, man! It wow. Was like the it kind of looks like a Porsche, and it was around the same time. It was like the it was, the first one was in 1969. Um, Datsun 240Z, it it came out. It was faster than the Porsche 911, stuff like that. Wow. So, but it was like the poor man's sports car. And so <laughs> now they're just rusting away everywhere. Like people want incredible amounts of money, but I found one in Idaho for like 2,700 bucks. And I tore that thing down and um, I was trying to get it ready for our wedding in 2015. So you can see, uh, <laughs> I've been working on it for a few years. Cause yeah. I'm still in it. It's like, I get to a point where it's almost done and I'm like, I'm going to change it. I so rip the engine out, put a new engine in. Stuff so what like are you trying to do with it? Like what kind of stuff are you adding to it? Um, so like, I put an engine from a Nissan Skyline. Do you know what a, mm -hmm. yes, that is. So I took that and threw it in. Um, I've added two fuel tanks into it. So it has like one, a main fuel tank and then it goes into a secondary one where then I'm, when I'm cornering really hard, then it won't like, it won't run out of gas basically. Yeah. Um, I've done a bunch of other stuff like that. It's got a full cage, like this thing's- Oh gonna shoot. Yeah, it's gonna shred. So, um, but the plan for it is to do hill climb racing, which is, uh, if, do, you, do you guys know Pikes Peak in Cal Colorado? Mm. That sounds familiar, but no. It's like you just race up really windy, like American Fork Canyon. Or oh, Canyon. okay, okay. Yeah, if if you just held a race out there where you shut off all the roads and just went through that canyon going from American Fork to Provo, that's basically what I want to do. It's just like, how fast can you make it through? without dying so <laughs> how does your wife feel about all this uh, she's not stoked completely i i have i have this habit of getting hurt doing things like i don't know what it is it's like this curse but you can see i've got this cut on my leg i've got <laughs> broken wrists like i've got scars all over my body i actually had a, a motorcycle accident 2018 just 
dorking around on a dirt bike and I had got impaled by my handlebars. I had to get life lighted out of. Whoa. Dude, it was nuts. Whoa. <laughs> it's like anything that can get, I can get hurt with, I pretty much will. So, 2019, I got in a motorcycle accident. I'm like, nope, I'm done. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. it. I was super lucky. I was, I'd actually, so I'm an idiot. Thankfully, we weren't going super <laughs> fast, but I didn't have a helmet on. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you see my face. Yeah. <laughs> so, Zoom in on that. <laughs> uh, thankfully, it was not going very fast. Mm -hmm. And that was the only thing that probably saved me. And that also, I had a Carhartt vest on, a thick, uh -huh. I've worn it on the podcast before, but that thing protected my back from getting road rash. I got road rash up and down my arm. Yeah. And it's, I still to this day thank rugby. Because rugby, like you, act, we actually have training of keeping mm. our head off the ground because you're getting tackled 20 yeah, times totally. a game at least. So you have to train to keep your head off the ground that way you don't get concussed or concussed yeah. every single hit. Yeah. So I still to this day thank rugby that I didn't die. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. So I think what's the, the coolest part about this is that you just had a passion for vehicles, yeah. anything that just went room. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, let me take some videos of this and look where it's gotten you now. Yeah, totally. And so I think that that's really powerful for people who, who think they, you know, they have these passions, they have no idea what to do with it. Yeah. Or they think like, oh, it can't amount to anything. And really, you just took some time. Where, like, who taught you all the editing skills? YouTube, man. YouTube, YouTube University, right YouTube there, brother. YouTube taught me everything. Right man. there, man. Because at first, I mean, when I started, I was using uh, Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> when, I was, when I was 12 years old yeah it was okay. my first video is out there and it's got bad to the bone the song yeah. that's, my that's my first video i've got like hair down here i get slapped in the face at the beginning <laughs> yeah it was terrible. that's such an early that's 2000s awesome. video yeah, awesome. yeah, so. i do want to know though are you, are you gonna say something no good um two things like the type of camera you use what's good for a beginner versus mm -hmm. professional and then like the software you use for edit for editing now okay yeah that's uh, that's a great question um, let's start with cameras. Let's break it down by that. Um, as far as like beginner cameras, I mean, you, I've used cameras all over the range. Um, like there's red cameras, which are really high end, or there's like Aerie is a, a brand that's really high end. They're like $60,000, $70,000 cameras. Yeah. And those are super fun to use because you're like, yeah, I'm holding Porsche in my hand, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, there's also like what I use mostly are Sony cameras. And I'll, like I still have like, uh, I have a Sony A7S one Mark one, and they just, they're coming out with the four right now, if I remember correctly. And so I, I paid 3,200 for it initially. And now you can get them for like 200 bucks. Okay, so. <laughs> but those, I mean, they're great cameras that they, if you get the Mark two, that's the one I would recommend. Um, because then it's, it's kind of a good price point between, um, like it's used, but it's also, it's got internal 4k capabilities. So you could probably pick one up for like 600 bucks or something like that. But would that be good also for like for a podcast? I do want to get a camera eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I will say instead of investing in a fancy camera, what you want to do is invest in nicer lenses. Like you could get a normal camera with a nice lens. And like by nice, I mean like you could get a the Canon L series, which are like 500 bucks. Or if you get um the, uh, what is it? The art series by... Can't remember who does ours. Anyway, you you invest a little bit more money into your lenses. Dang, and you strike lenses, two. Yeah, keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me out that window. <laughs> That's where you're going to get the better look because if you have a a nice or if you have a crappy lens but a really nice camera, you like spend ten thousand dollars camera but you just have this crappy lens, the quality is going to look like crap. But that you just need that visual glass. So really, when it comes to videography, the camera's whatever, but the lens is everything. Yeah, I mean the cameras. I mean, of course it matters, but 
uh, really, I'd, I'd say the most important part is the lens. Yeah. And if for you guys, if you're looking to go on a budget, look up uh, vintagelensesforvideo.com. You can get like old, uh, and I use a lot of them too because they're kind of cool. Um, they You can get old uh, just lenses from like the 70s and get adapters. Adapters are like 12 bucks and then you buy uh, like a $30 lens. But back then, the 70s, like the lens quality, like the glass quality was so crisp. And they had, you can get like these old Russian lenses for like 50 bucks, like hmm. super good. And they have like cool lens flares because of the way they were made. And like, then you get like a good depth of field and save a lot of money. Free so. legally, write that down for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cool. yeah that's a lot of information. Uh, I ain't yeah. gonna remember that. You're gonna text <laughs> that. Right, right. Anyway, so that's a really good resource for uh, if you're going on the cheap and you wanna get like a good quality look, that's the way to go. And like you could, if you really wanted to, you could even do, um, what is it, the Canon, Crap, I can't even remember the name of it. It's been so long. I used to have this camera. I can't remember it. Never mind. <laughs> There's a Canon camera out there that was like, that's T3i. The Canon T3i, it's a pretty old camera, but if you got that and some nice lenses, you would be able to film, like, that would up your quality a lot. And that camera would probably be like 100 bucks on KSL. Oh, wow. Nice. And nice. so, All right. if you want to spend a little bit more, then I would recommend the Sony a7S II because you get low light and 4K, but... Okay, yeah, so no spitting out terms. Yeah, no, this is good. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm just, you're doing too much right now. Yeah, like just, okay, you're now. cool. Okay, you're, you're smarter than us. We get it. Like, what a flex. Down there. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Sorry, too much knowledge. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I'm just too I'm just too so smart. smart you know? But I, I love no. this, though, because um, I definitely enjoy our <laughs> cameras here, but I definitely want better cameras. And I like how you have all these ideas. Yeah. Now, I'm definitely retarded, so a lot of what you're saying is bouncing off my head. That's like Alex Jones right there. I appreciate it. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little retarded. Exactly. <laughs> and I think the thing to remember, like with filming is like, it doesn't matter how you get the shot. It's the ma what matters is the shot. And so like, if you can get like a really cool shot with like, I, I was watching, I watched this video the other day and they filmed a train scene and it was, how did they, oh, they did it where they were just rotating a mirror and they had a light that was pointed at the mirror. So like this one guy is on the side of the train rocking it. And so the people are inside filming, this guy's on the side of it just rocking it. And then somebody, two people on the outside were rotating, they had this mirror on a spinner and they had a light just shining at it. And it, as it would rotate, the light would go down past the uh, the windows. And oh, wow. It was so low budget, but it was like- they But that's got, genius though. Yeah, they got the shot. So it's like, it doesn't matter what you're filming on or like what it is, it's just a matter of like- Creativity. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's just creativity yeah. right there. Yeah, so. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, you really have to be an innovator when you're in this sort of industry, don't you? Yeah, especially like when, like, especially in my career path, like I went, I was freelance for a few years and it's like, it's not like, especially in your, the beginning of your career, you don't make a lot of money. You're just trying to like figure it out. And so like trying to figure out and like gain more clients and things like that. And so you, you're figuring out different ways on how to make something really cool that will stand out without doing like, you know, losing your house or whatever. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, like that almost sounds like a bit of a Casey Neistat uh, story. Yeah, this yeah. is very similar. Yeah, where he was, uh, I think, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna go too much into the story, but I just know he was a baller on a budget, mm -hmm. <laughs> and he went all out. He got a credit card, cashed it out to buy, I think it was a camera and a MacBook. That yep. way he could edit everything, and that was it. That was his That's hell exactly mary. What I did, I was like, credit card, baby. <laughs> oh shoot, man! But look what happened. Like so, mm -hmm. so how many hours a day were you working? Are, are trying to create content or editing? Like how much time was really devoted to this? Um, it depends. I mean, at that time I was like, it kind of goes and flows. I feel like I'm working more now. Like I've got at the time I didn't have 
the work ethic, I guess, that I do now, I, I probably could have grown my company even faster than I did. Um, but I like to screw around and go skateboard and stuff. So, um, but like, I still probably put in, you know, 60 hours a week at the point. Whereas now, like sometimes I'll put in like 90 hours in a week. Just, Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's just like, all I do is work sometimes. Other times, like I just went to Lake Powell all last week, which was awesome. So I just got to relax and play. Um, but we've then my my fam like my extended family always gives me a hard time because I go to Lake Powell, I film a bunch of cool stuff with the GoPros, and what happens with it? <laughs> when am I going to film it? You know, or, or edit it? You know. Yep. So, oh yeah. man, that, yeah. <laughs> so, it's like I've got stuff to make to make money. So mm -hmm. I understand that. So I just think that, like again, kind of going back to it, I think that's just so cool. You just had a passion, you had a vision for it, and. I, kind of throw this out there because you talked on it for a second, but you didn't even have the greatest work ethic at first. Is that right? No, I was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pretty I didn't mean to call you out like that, but I just, you said it, so I had to touch yeah, on it because it caught like my a, ear. Yeah. So how did you get to where you are with such a, if you don't mind me asking, but let's just say par work ethic. Hmm. Um, I mean, it did take a while. I think like, like I said, it took longer than I could have if I didn't, like if I. Yeah, you could have sped up the process had you knuckled down a little more. Yeah, and so um, I think just, once you start, if you create things that you love, then somebody sees it, who then shows it to somebody else who then hires you and you get paid 250 bucks or whatever, and then you make a video for them, but then they send it to somebody else and it slowly but surely over time, that, that just kind of falls its course. And if you're really good and if you have really good ethic, then that speeds up that a lot. Like I see people that blow up really fast because they have really good content at the beginning. But at the beginning, like I, I knew a lot of stuff, like, but I didn't, um, like I know way more now than even when I first started freelancing. Yeah. It was like, I got thrown into the deep end of knowledge and I just had to like start gulping it down or else I was gonna drown, you know, so. Yeah. And so, or six years now later, I've just inhaled as much as I can. And I'm still like, still trying to learn. There's still so much to learn, you know? Oh, I bet. It's, it's, it seems like, especially with this industry, uh, mm -hmm. there's just, there's never ending amount of knowledge. Like it's, you, there's always something else you can learn. There's someone innovating something new, good ideas, just yeah. something like that. So, yeah. wow, I'm not gonna lie. That is like, that's really inspiring because again, some of the things that you hear from people is, so I, I have my own online, mar online marketing business okay. and people are like, man, that's so cool. And they'll even say like, oh, like they're jealous about this stuff. I'm like, well, why are you jealous? Then go, go do it. You have something yeah. that you're good at or you have something that you feel passionate about, go and do it. And I think it, I, I don't know what happens after that. Clearly most of them don't go out and do it, but it's just like, you're already good at something, you're already passionate about it. Turn on a freaking camera, yeah. <laughs> learn how to make a couple edits on YouTube. YouTube University is amazing and free. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we talk about YouTube University all the time yeah. on here. We are such big <laughs> believers in that. <laughs> so getting all of this set up, everything, learning any little bit. And again, we are amateurs. Uh, it is. It was all YouTube still. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. what we had to go off of. Um, but yeah, just turn on a camera and get filming on either if it's you or people you know. And no, I, I think there's a lot to learn from that. And it's people overcomplicate it. Yeah. And look where you've brought yourself now. Yeah. Like you're working with Ken Block, you're associated with Hoonigans. Yeah. And it kind of talk a little bit about what Hoonigans is, because I'm going to be honest, I still am not 100% great with that. Um, so Hoonigan, uh, there's, there's two divisions. There's Hoonigan and then there's Hoonigan Racing Division. Um, so Hoonigan is uh, down, based in, uh, sorry, Compton, California. And their, their channel is one of the, I, both of the channels are one of the large, like two of the largest uh, automotive channels on YouTube. Oh, wow. Um, so there's Ken Block's channel, which is the Hoonigan Racing Division. 
Um, and that's what I kind of cover. Like the things that I create are specifically for that. And then the um, Hoonigan channel is all of these guys down there and they, they create, they film a bunch of people bring in their cars and do burnouts in their, they call it the burn yard and uh, do different things like that. So um, that basically all they do is, or all, I guess all, all of us do are film cool automotive stuff and just screw around, you know? <laughs> Yeah, which is great. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah. you said, you're working 90 hour weeks, but how much of that is, so you're just on the racetrack, just out there with a bunch of guys as you're seeing them race their cool cars? Yeah. So like sometimes we'll go to the racetrack. Um, like a lot of times what we'll do is we go to the actual, like for Hoonigan Racing Division. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be going to the uh, New England Forest Rally, which is one of the United States based rallies. And we'll be gone for a week and a half and we're going to film an episode that's going to go on to the, the channel. Um, which doesn't have anything to do with the rally. It's just a different, ep like an episode of we're meeting up with somebody who's famous and we're going to do some cool stuff with them basically. Yeah. And then the next week, like after that, like, so that's like the first half of the week and the second half of the week then is all the rally. So we'll be filming a ton of rally content. Um, I'll be in the pit basically just sweating in the heat, right? <laughs> and I'm just editing. Oh my goodness. So as soon as the car comes in, we rip out because we have a bunch of GoPros inside the car. We just take the footage all, all off and get the GoPros recharged, like the batteries replaced, the new memory cards in, and I take all the footage off and just start creating content that we're then going to post onto the um, Instagram because it has to go up like that day. And we, we want like four or five posts a day. So it's like, got to bust it out. Mm -hmm. And then we also take that same content and put it into the... Um, the different, uh, what is it called? The different YouTube videos. So. Okay. So I, I got to point it out there because you said Compton. So do you go around, do you ever tell people like you straight out of Compton? You about that? <laughs> I don't, I don't. Like, like, I'm I've messed with that. it heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish I got to um, work with those guys more in the Compton side of things. Um, but since it's kind of a split division, then I don't get it. I, my boss works with them pretty closely. He's the uh, the marketing director of marketing for Hoonigan Racing Division. And his name is Zach Mertens. And so if you watch the Hoonigan channel, uh, the original or the other, just the Compton channel, you'll see him a lot in that um, because that's where he was based out of. He started down in California yeah. and then just recently moved to Utah to be a part of Ken Block's channel more rather than the Hoonigan channel. So how long has Hoonigan been a thing? Uh, I think they started in like 2011, 2012, um, okay. if I remember correctly. And that is Ken Block and um, Scotto and probably some other people. I don't know exactly who all the founders were. Scotto, I can't think of his last name, but Brian Scotto. I was going to say, Brian you can't Scotto. think of it. We're not getting it. Yeah. <laughs> so Ken Block and Brian Scotto and probably some other people started this, uh, started Hoonigan. And it's just basically to hoon something is to like go out and shred a car to hoon, you know, just like, uh, and they call it like, uh, if you look at the, the tags on everything, it says hoon responsibly, like don't go and kill somebody because you're messing around in your car. Um, so that's what. Be, being a hoonigan is like a hooligan but you're yeah a your no, i understand <laughs> okay. i like that no, sorry. <laughs> Expl comments. explain it so it's like we're three yeah. no, okay. <laughs> i'm not good at that <laughs> and so uh yeah awesome well dang so now you're just you're caught up in this big i guess racing world right and i guess yeah. what's the plan now where do you go from here um i mean the plan right now is to stick around with hoonigan and uh hoonigan racing division and hopefully over the years just kind of move up in there and 
uh, I've talked to him about like how my goals would be to become a creative director and uh, move away from editing there and kind of just direct what content is being created as far as like, yeah. telling people what to do. Hmm. And so we do that a little bit, but right now it's like such a small team that it's like uh, you, everyone's in the trenches. So. And so the the people who work under you are, are those is that like an entry level job under you or is it like people who go to college in videography and then they get hired on the the Hoonigan or Ken Block's channel? Um, well, right now it's like it's only me and one other guy, so Ken Block's channel is yeah. tiny. Um, it's and so the eventually like we will hire people and it it really doesn't like we don't uh, like look at that kind of thing as a qualification in our industry. Yeah. It just, can you create cool stuff? Can you follow directions? Can you, you know, Are you competent? Feet? can you not get ran over when you're filming something? <laughs> Dude, can, yeah, can you not fall off the car? So I just think that's so cool too. It was like 30 years ago. I was like, you wanted a good job. What was your degree? Yeah. And now I think we're leaning more towards again, towards experience. What do yeah. you create? And that's being looked at more. Now, clearly if you're like a CPA or a lawyer, I hope yeah. you have a degree. Yeah. I ain't going <laughs> to trust you on that Doctor. one. <laughs> right. Please defend me properly. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. It's like you're a surgeon. like, don't worry. I played a lot of, uh, <laughs> oh man, What's goodness. What's Please that game? No, think about it. <laughs> oh, doc, no. It? Dang it, I can't believe it. I just thought of it. It left. Boy, you talk about having a brain fart in the middle of, it, it's of an the, episode. It's the board game, right? The doctor board. Yeah, where you got to like pull the, the parts out. Just say, it's like, don't worry. I've been doing this for years <laughs> since I was five. Okay, I anyone in the comment section, please like tell us what that is. I'm spacing well, it so yeah, bad. You know, on the fly, it's so hard sometimes. Remember I'm so things. mad. You know, I'm not going to lie. A 90s reference is coming out. I want to say bop it. <laughs> I don't think that's it. <laughs> no, definitely not it. <laughs> okay. And so that's as, as far as working with Hoonigans then. So you know, obviously you're talking about becoming a creative director. And then what about for yourself? Like, are you ever going to kind of branch off with your own business and try to just work, well, I guess, work for you? Um, I, dude, I'm always coming up with like, I'm scheming all the time. Mm -hmm. And so like on top of like this, I also helped at one point, my wife and I started a, a film to digital conversion company and that ended up being pretty hard because you're competing against a pretty big like Costco and stuff. And it, it, we ended up just like backing out of it because it's just too much competition on the, the big level. But like we're always kind of coming up with different uh, business ideas that we want to try on the side. And so eventually, I mean, like I, I've got plans right now to start a business in the next couple of months that like it will be a small business it will make what i'm guessing is like twenty five hundred dollars of passive income on each month mm -hmm. um i'll do a little bit of maintenance work but uh like on i don't want to give it away sorry can't give it everything give right? us your secrets man <laughs> justice but, you don't want the strike three brother yeah. what's the secrets okay. <laughs> uh, so uh like there'll be a little bit of work that i have to put into it but mostly it's gonna be passive and then i will take that money um after i pay off the initial debt that it takes to start it yeah. um then i'll take that money and use it as leverage to start a slight like a more lucrative company um that i want to base out of riverton um and then slowly grow that so and then one thing too i gotta put this up because again you talked about six years ago you didn't have a great work ethic and now here you are you're always thinking ahead you're trying to put yourself two three four five steps ahead yeah. and i think that also goes to show people who feel like oh i don't have like a great work ethic i don't i don't know how to, i don't have that discipline one it will come it's like momentum and then once you get to a point like where you are it's just like just it's always there now. Yeah. The fact that, again, I wish you'd tell us, you selfish son of a bitch, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, again, you have this plan ahead of you. You already, like, 
you've obviously put a lot of thought into this, you and your wife. And so I hope people are looking at that and just saying like, you, any regular person starts something, you build momentum. And eventually when that momentum really starts to build up, what it becomes and what you're able to create. So you are to me, like one of those stories of someone who just, you, you took a chance on yourself and you didn't have all the, all the answers at first, like Kanye, you don't got the answers, but you look where you are now mm-hmm. and what you're creating, what you're doing for your family and all without a degree. Yeah. So I think that's amazing. Who needs them? <laughs> doctors. <laughs> doctors. Doctors. Right, doctor, oh, please. I swear it came back and it left. Not like surgeon. No. Dang it. Is it a surgery? No. Surgeon. Doctor. Buzz. <laughs> Rat trap. Gosh. gosh. Rat trap. Shut up. <laughs> Rat trap back in the day. Oh my gosh. I got like PTSD of 90. <laughs> it's like a Vietnam vet. <laughs> Choppers in the background. Oh my gosh. Eyes wide open. Um, <laughs> one thing I did want to point, like, so I so we don't forget, you also um, talked about uh, editing, like different software. Oh yeah, your software. So there's there's tons of options out there, um, but I would say the main ones, if you're going to go into movie editing, um, the your and expensive stuff, uh, like the expensive software is called Avid for movie, like actual movies. Um, then there's Premiere, which is Adobe software. Yeah. And then um, that you pay fifty dollars a month or so. For yeah, that. we we do that. Don't we? Well, yeah. we had a free subscription to Premiere. That's it. I don't remember what I did, but I got like a free subscription for a while. So yeah. I was like, oh, we got it. Let's just use it. And I do like it. It is amazing. So for somebody who doesn't quite have that budget but wants to start learning, um, a really good tool is something called DaVinci Resolve. I just heard about that. Yes. Like just like two weeks ago. Really good. It, like 2015, it wasn't that good, but they have put a ton of money into it. They, they actually build, not only do they do software, but they build a lot of hardware for like audio stuff. They, they build really nice cameras now that compete like with high-end systems Hmm. Wow. So it's like they've they've kind of grown their company, but their software they've put a ton of time into developing it, and it competes. Like it's it's the the free version. Um, like it's as good as Premiere if you take the time to learn it. It's, it's got its own quirks, but so does Premiere, right? Yeah. And then um, it's also got if you know what Adobe After Effects is, where you can do two uh, D and three D motion design. Um, I need that. It, uh, what is it? The DaVinci Resolve has. Uh, basically part like part of it is that and it's got all these different things that it can do so if you like that's the way to do and if you want to get into 3d editing then a free software that's really really good it's called blender blender 3d so wait, wait, I actually downloaded blender did you yeah yeah just yeah. like a couple weeks ago yeah blender yeah. is awesome yeah, yeah. so okay because the reason I asked too is because uh, I do want to get into logo designs. Yeah. Because you know, I do like a lot of the artwork for you know the organ ass. I'm like, well, let me just kick yeah. it up a notch. Yeah, totally. A lot of people say they like the artwork, but I'm like, well, if they like it, let me try and do better. Yeah. And then you know, get paid to do that for other companies. So that's uh, those companies you just told me about the software. That's that's definitely gonna help me out a lot. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I I can't remember. I don't know if um if Blackmagic has a graphic design software application, but I know that there are some. I'll, I'll look some up for you. Yeah. So when coming like so, I'm going to ask fast about DaVinci Resolve. How was it with its vocal synchronization? Because that's one of the big things for us. Like obviously as a podcast, mm. we don't use the microphones on our cameras because well that's trash. Mm. But we use this and obviously syncing it up. We don't want to look like a Japanese movie. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> we don't want to hear the barking dog <laughs> like ten minutes after the dog opened its mouth. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't I don't know all the tools exactly inside of DaVinci. I've only used it so many times. I've just kind of followed it basically. Yeah. Because I'm I like. I haven't paid for software in so long. I just have the companies I work for pay for it, you know? No, for real. So, um, 
So the, I just use Premiere, which is pretty good synchronization, which you probably yeah. saw. Um, but I would imagine, and we could look it up in two seconds on Google, that the synchronization is there because they have put a lot of time into like developing tools that compete with Premiere. Yeah, so. especially well, if you're going to do like voiceover work, anything like that, like yeah. you, you got to have that function. Yeah, I think there is an audio uh, portion to it too. So. Oh, okay, cool. So. so kind of wrapping this up now i want to know if you if you had like one golden bit of advice for someone who's looking into well really let's say there's just any sort of content creation i saw that <laughs> all right so it wasn't that i won't count that a strike three it's like two and a half but um yeah for someone who's getting want to do their own content creation what is some advice you'd have for them um i think i think people get so wrapped up in trying to create something that they think other people will like and it's like that doesn't go anywhere like there's so many people doing that and so many people that create travel videos that all look the same they have the zoom in effect you know where they zoom in from one shot to another and it's all like kind of the same cliche stuff and um what i would say is just do the things that you like it really comes down to doing the thing that you like and if you do that you're passionate about it you keep doing it it's like consistency is going to be the main factors through anything and if you don't if you're not doing something you that you like to do then you won't be consistent you'll give up on it but if you do something that you like to do then you just do it even if you're not making money you know yeah absolutely so, just become a passion project and that's exactly how i got anywhere because didn't make money at first <laughs> <laughs> takes time okay eric well i mean what's your last words of advice if people who want to get into this even though like, you don't do anything but yeah, you do, you do some you, do anything, creation, like, you know but you know i gotta hey, ask I make you. this shit look good all right <laughs> <laughs> you make it look good yeah so it just so everyone knows eric is responsible for the thumbnails we do have oh nice uh, I was checking that they look good thank you thank you <laughs> i'm hoping to get it'll get better i'm gonna try to use blender more often yeah there you yeah. go but advice, uh, just, I don't know, go out there and just do the work. Like he said, mm -hmm. uh, he started off doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And now it's something, you know, something big. And it's all about your, your passion. And also something I learned from watching other YouTubers, they told me that never go into it trying to make money at first because mm -hmm. you'll be miserable. You won't make anything. You'll be, you know, demotivated. Yeah. But if you go in there with the passion, just liking it, yeah. then the money will follow after it. Yeah. And so that's just my advice for people. So, yeah. I think of, that's cool. A lot of people with money that want to give it to people who are passionate. Hey, hey, well, we're passionate. Okay. Oh, yeah, what about them super chats, right? <laughs> we need to start right. that up. I'm joking. That's right. <laughs> the super chat? <laughs> we don't need to get into that. <laughs> but okay. Well, anyway, Justice Man, thank you so much for coming yeah. on the podcast. Um, and for all, everyone listening, thank you again for listening. And please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button or the follow button. We do see that. We track it. We're able to see like the amount of love we're you. getting. <laughs> yeah, we're watching you. Big brother. You know, no, no, it's just so cool. Like, so what we're actually able to do is like we just see areas of the world where people listen. So that's like on one of our last podcasts, it showed like we people in Europe are listening. It's like, oh, that's so cool. Like it doesn't give us addresses. We, keep, we don't track IP addresses. <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got to no, no. We're talking to YouTube now. No, it's just so cool that it lets us see. And you just see kind of like the, the love and support you get. And of course, you probably know what that's like when you're creating content and you're getting love and support behind it. And it grows and grows. And obviously, we're still in that beginning phase. And we, we're so grateful to have you on. And honestly, seeing you motivates me a little bit more because it's like, hey, like this, this does go somewhere. It's not just me and Eric coming up here and being assholes because we do love that. That is so much fun. <laughs> but it's also like this could go somewhere and maybe it brings someone some sort of escape and happiness in the end. So <clears throat> thanks again, Justice, cool. for having you on. Thanks, and for everyone uh you know there's never there's no easy way to close these things it's just we got to just jump right into this and end it with our famous we'll see you next time but until then stay the hell out of our swamp <laughs>